0: And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set.
1: This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly.
2: Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
3: We are back and we are live. It is Fight IQ presented by Rotowire. Here to talk UFC 261, not one, not two. We have three title fights. The UFC Walter Wade Championship on the line. Kamaru Uzman taking on Jorge Masvidal. The UFC women's... Flyweight Championship of the World. Valentina Shevchenko defends against Jessica Andraj and the UFC Women's. Gotta, I, gotta, I, I almost said Adam Wait. Wow, maybe pipe dream. UFC Strawweight Championship of the World. We got Wei Li Zhang or Zhang Wei taking on Rose Namajunas. 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 I can never say her last name right. We're just gonna call her Thug Rose. Shouting out. Daniel Cormier, I'm your host of Daily Fantasy Sniper with me as, <clears throat> excuse me, as always, the co-host, the analyst, the important guys of this podcast, Chris Olsen, who you can find on Twitter at RealChrisOlsen, and Joe, better known, at Sun Tzu. Guys, are you ready for UFC 261?
4: I am ready. I have to say, I don't like when you demean yourself like that. You are very important to this podcast, Sean. And, uh, I well, you guys to-
3: do the, I, I, I do. I, my job. He, is he,
4: he's pep- self deprecating. He's self deprecating. Yeah. That's I'm just, what he
3: you know, I, I'm just peppering in little stuff. I'm not bre- full fight breaking down on, on this podcast. I do, th- I do that other places.
4: Fair enough. Fair enough. But, uh, yes, I am ready. I like this card a lot. Um, for DFS purposes, uh, a lot, a lot of the, uh, The competitors coming from the the WLF, uh, the Chinese regional scene. Uh, I like those fights because I think a lot of people won't necessarily have looked into their fighters too deeply and could have some opportunities there. And uh, just overall, I think a good card. So uh, I'm ready to get into it.
1: Coming off a rough week. Uh, It's tough when you start. Uh, with 53% of your lineups uh, down a fighter, oh, yeah, which is what happened to me last week. And of course, mm-hmm. the, the six lineups that I did have with uh, Malcoon in them, four of them had either, either I should say Stevens or, or Close in those lineups. So it was a pretty ugly, ugly slate for me coming off of a string of really good ones. So I need to get back on track. Um, you know, there are some really cool, upsized contest this week i just noticed that the um the televised slate captain's uh spot contest is now 20k as opposed to 10 so i might have to put a few mm-hmm. more lineups in there and the eight dollar contest in the main slate is bump has been bumped up to uh 10k from 5k so you know there's been some nice uh, pops in some of the contests i'm curious to see how quickly the 200,000 main contest sells out to see if we could kind of lobby DK for, for upsizing that in the future. But yeah, I am psyched for this card.
3: A lot of money out there to be one contests are bigger uh, before we get started on the fight by fight, fight breakdown. Make sure you go to rotowirecom slash free for a 10 day free trial to all their premium content. No credit card required. Please give us a like comment, subscribe to the YouTube channel and listen or subscribe Do both on, on iTunes. It is the Rotowire a straight road to wire um podcast on itunes let's get into some fights it would have been really sweet i pulled up DraftKings guys, and i'm totally just stalling now because for whatever reason it didn't open a contest look at the salaries <laughs> but i have draft kings open but I'm, I, I flipped to the screen and went oh oh shit all right here we are first fight up a surprisingly important fight and i'm glad we have joe here for this Ariane. The Queen of Steroids, Carnelosi at 8,600. Take it on Na Liang. Or Na, gotta hate to get hit with punches. Liang at 7,600. A line on this fight. Carnalosi is the favorite at minus 210. The comeback on Liang, plus 190. Fight does not go to decision. Minus 245. This one I can you know what I said I don't do um the breakdowns but this one's easy Liang's gonna shoot for takedowns and if she gets punched God she hates it she'll fall to her back so if, who's gonna end up on top tiers? Carnal, Is Carlos gonna finish her, or is Liang gonna grapple her uh, I'll take a shot in the dog because there's a lot of there's a lot of nine k fighters we got to talk about but first fight of the night and it seems like Varian City Joe who you got start us off
1: Yeah so first of all I I see a message in chat that from Genie. That she's not getting any sound. Um, If anyone else in chat can, uh, you know, shoot us, you know, shoot us a note and let us know that you're you're kind of hearing us, because obviously that's sort of important. As it relates to this fight, um, you know, I'm with you, Sean. I because of the fact that we're looking for dogs, and obviously this is a five foot one, uber muscular fighter going against someone who's what seven eight inches taller, has got a reach advantage as well. Um, and a lot of fights is this is one of the um uh, chinese pi fighters um performance institute fighters the only issue is if you do a little dive into her record um her losses are probably the best competitors that she's fought um she's definitely you know done some can crushing here um not to say that carmelosi is a you know a world beater by any means um you know i think Carmelosi probably going to be underowned, Um, so there might be some leverage there if you're looking for some leverage. But I'm, I'm going to also go with Sean here, and I am going to go with the dog here and Liang. It's not a very confident pick, but we do need to have some dogs here, so I'm going to take her.
4: Chris, who you got? So I like Liang, too. I
3: wasn't sure oh, coming Jesus. in. Oh, Jesus. This is not good for us. Yeah, yeah. I was,
4: I'm just I'm saying I, I wasn't sure coming in if that was going to be a popular pick or not, but if it – if it if the indication here is that it's gonna be maybe maybe I'll go more the other side. But um, the reason I, I like wow. Liang, uh, you guys mentioned a lot of it, but I'll say too that she's pretty big for this weight class and she's long for it too. I like that about her. I um, you do have to worry because Carnelosi does like to stalk and then uh, you know uh, corner you and, and try to throw strikes, but. Um, you know, I, I just I just don't see why this line has to be this wide. Uh, Carnelosi started facing better competition in 2018, but before that, and I mean, she only last fought in 2019. Before that, she was facing the same like four and four, oh and three fighters that uh, Liang was facing. So to me, uh, this is more of an even fight and. I just, I just like uh, the the value there. That I think this should be lined a little closer, and obviously the grappler points that we always need to be uh, concerned about here. So I'm taking Liang, but um, you know this is a pretty good bellwether with these two guys of um, what the community at large is thinking. So maybe have more Carnelosi just in case you know she does get hit, and and Liang does not like getting hit. So
3: at all. Like I'm yeah. I'm scared she's gonna pull a um uh Malcolm Gordon. Yeah. That's who she reminds me of. Oh yeah Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. shit, I got punched. Yeah. I'm on the no I, I no think fun. I think
1: this line was a little closer, Chris. I think it opened up closer and widened over the course of the week. Okay. Um, somewhat surprising
4: to me that it widened so much. Yeah. All right. Uh so yeah, so uh pickers, wow. young, but maybe some more carnalosi to uh to get some leverage hey, well, hey, three man. of us on the dog right yeah, out of the three. gate. Wow. Hey,
3: Caleb in chat says he can hear us go. Yeah, I saw uh, that. Who, I saw that. Who, yeah, everybody,
4: everybody seems to be okay. I, I, I don't.
3: I don't understand who he's talking to. Because so, I would have. I would have assumed he meant me, but I mean, it sounds like he means Joe.
1: <laughs> well, thank you, Jeannie. uh you need to maybe check your volume because uh, it seems like everything's coming in. Shout out to Jeannie. It's great to have uh, female viewers here.
3: I gotta not uh, say anything inappropriate. Uh, I, the I over think over under. I think. A... I think. It's,
1: I think... Joe, yeah, it's. I think it's Gene, but either way. So. Oh, I think the female yeah. viewers are tuning in for Chris anyway. So like, that's. I mean, I mean, guess, that, I mean um, not since
3: he cut his hair. He cut his hair. So yeah, I true.
1: mean, he's looking stylish. I mean, look at that. I mean,
3: wow. And, and, and if if there are already women watching, please let me know because I then I'll try and not say, be say anything too disgusting. But yeah. I'm putting the over under at like 17 and a half minutes.
1: Okay, so. we'll work at that.
3: Yeah, or if you hear if you're listening on, on iTunes and you hear a commercial break pop in, it's probably because I went on some rant that you yeah. shouldn't be hearing. We
4: we, we uh, have to we have to uh, put a governor on Sean sometimes, but it's all good. Yeah, we try to keep it PG thirteen. Yeah,
3: My wife's not able to do it anyway. Next fight up, you know what? I'm stalling so long because this next fight we could go fast for DFS. Uh, Aori Qu- Quilang. Kui lang aori these chinese names i never know which one to say first take it on to jeff molina aori is 8200 molina is 8,000. line on this fight to pick him molina's minus 112 now aori is plus 102 should be a boring striking match aori does have some exciting fights in his history you know on the low level regional scene so it's kind of a toss-up and how this fight even goes, but doesn't seem like a great one to target. Chris, who do you like, and are you targeting it?
4: Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I think I'm targeting it a little bit just because um, Hui Lang is—he uh, likes to brawl a little bit, from what I've seen, and uh, he also he also will wrestle. Uh, Molina is a grappler as well. I actually like, I wouldn't like the fight as much if Molina was facing another opponent. But I think Kwaylong is going to, you know, get in his face and going to force action one way or the other. So from that perspective, I do like it. Um, I, I think it could peter out. But I also think it's something that uh, people might not be paying attention to, but uh, not might not be paying attention to as uh, Sean is still, you know, taking that a little hard uh, for who the GOAT is. But uh, someone some might hard. not be paying attention.
3: I'm just having some friendly banter with our fans.
4: Oh, no. I, I, I respect it. It's fine. But, uh, but yeah. So my, my pick is, is going to be uh, – I guess I'm going to go with Molina just because I like his countering ability. Uh, we saw in his contender series fight that uh, he can counter pretty well. And I think Kui Long just sort of rushes into the pocket with his sort of face in there. So I'm going to go with uh, Molina, maybe for a kind of surprising uh, upside with the points, but um, yeah, I think this can be a kind of a, a fight where it could score a little higher than expected with the wrestling and or brawling style of Kui Leng, but uh, you know, so yeah, that's my pick is uh, Jeff Molina. Okay. Yeah. So this is uh this is an
1: 8,200, hundred88 8, 8, thousand fight. So this is, Really close, at least from a DraftKings perspective. Molina, um, my lean is to Molina simply because he is fighting out of one of the hottest fight camps right now in Glory, Glory Fitness, Glory MMA. James Kraus, um, apparently. Shout out to uh, to Cody safik I, I don't like to plagiarize, but um, apparently uh, Molina is the winner of two awards um, in the uh, you know annual Glory MMA awards ceremony: most improved and best teammate. So um, I don't know if most improved is, is a great award, but, um, you know, he's going to have a good game plan coming in. Uh, you know, I think this is a winnable fight for Aori, um, just like I think it's a winnable fight for Molina. If it's a stand-up striking affair and it goes to a decision, I don't really see it scoring super well. But because it's one of those 8,200, 8,000 fights, and the, the lines are pretty tight, um, you know, there might be some play. I just don't see a ton of line value. So I'll go with Molina and it's purely a play off of glory, right? Uh, I think these fighters are really close. Um, but I'll take Molina purely because of, you know, my lean towards glory.
3: I'm also leaning very, very, very slightly towards Molina, but I, I kind of think if one person is going to break the slate, it's more likely to be a be, but Molina is my pick. All right. Next fight up. Wrong Zhu at 9,100, taken on Carzula Vargas at 7,100. Line on this fight. Uh wrong wrong Zhu minus 235. Come back on Vargas plus 215. Fight doesn't go to decision, minus 160. Wrong Zhu regional, you know, Chinese prospect. Karzula Vargas, Journeyman veteran, 0-2 in the UFC. Yeah, you could say he was gonna beat Brock Weaver. He was going to beat Brock Weaver. Let's just leave it there. But high variance fight, need underdogs. I mean, I'm picking Rongzhu. I think he's a real prospect, but it's one of those. This is one of those. If I'm playing one of them in single entry, I'm probably playing Carzula Vargas. And that terrifies me. Joe, who you got?
1: So it's not the same weight class, but how cool would it be if Rongzhu fought Sokaju? Can you imagine like the announcers going in this corner, Rongzhu, in this corner, Sokaju? Like, that would just be so cool. Ja,
3: but John Anik would crush it.
1: Yeah, I, I love it. Uh, you know, Rongju versus Sokaju. Um, as opposed to you. Right I, don't, I don't know. Anyway, um, there's is this the guy, Rongju, that, like, apparently has been fighting since he was 16 and says he's only 21, but he's really probably older? Because there's a couple of Chinese fighters on this card, no offense, that, you know, they're age of suspect. Like, you know, like another Song Yudong type of situation. There are some people that are really high on this guy. I, I, you know, I don't know how to play these debuting Chinese fighters. Like, are we going to give a lot of credit to the PI and say because they all did their training camps at the PI and they've been getting good training even during COVID um, that you know that gives them a leg up? I don't know. There's not a lot of tape on these guys. Um, you know, a lot of them are can crushers. Um, I guess I'll lean towards Rongju. But I think Vargas, I think there's going to be some people playing Vargas. Again, in the hunt for dogs, um, and to get some of the top tier DK plays in, you're going to need to find, um, you know, some some punts on the lower end. And, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, at least one of the title fights is, is there's going to be potential dog action. But uh, I, this is another one where, you know, do you give Vargas a shot based off of him having, you know, essentially beat uh Brock Weaver Brock Weavers now no longer in the UFC. um I, I i don't know i'll I'll go with Rongju but again this is not a n- real confident pick
3: Chris, who you got yeah
4: i i mean your uh your analysis of uh you know limited tape and can crushing is is valid but i i liked the what i did see from Rongju on tape even before the PI he looks like a, a fluid kickboxer with some power i think he Controls the range pretty well, and Kazula Vargas. I don't know, just very underwhelming. Like he's gonna, he's gonna try to, he's gonna try to wrestle. He's gonna try to get his takedown. So, I mean, as we said, that that's always a plus in this DK uh, new scoring now. So go for it if you want to. I mean, if he is gonna be more popular, and he may be, just because you know, wrestler guy we know against. Uh, dog against guy we don't then then I I want more Rongju because uh I, I do think he's a legit prospect I think uh he's he could be a legit uh, knockout guy especially in a fight like this I don't put much stock into you know uh doing whatever he did to Brock Weaver because I mean the fact that he wasn't able to beat Brock Weaver more thoroughly before that
3: should maybe I raise mean he was gonna knock he was gonna knock brock he was on the on his way to knocking out Weaver well and, and and actually he did knock him out. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> whatever that's worth.
4: He uh he, he needed to employ some questionable techniques, but he got it done. It
3: uh, wasn't a questionable technique, he's a big dumb, juiced up idiot. Yeah, see, wow. see, um he reminds me in that way of oh god, my, my hometown guy here. Help me out, John Vellante.
4: Yeah. Oh yeah. That's
3: who reminds me of. Just not smart.
4: Yeah. Um so I I just think I think Rongju. This could be like a like a pay up variant kind of thing. A uh, pay up leverage spot, maybe, if uh, if that's the way it's going. But I think Ju is, is a legit prospect, and uh, maybe be a little heavier on here.
3: Next fight up. A, a pronunciation I'm taking from John Anik at the weigh-ins today. Dana Bakary didn't say Bakare. He said Bakari, I have, I believe. So I'm gonna go with that. Let's just call him. Let's just call him Dana. He's eighty five hundred taking on uh, Kevin Notbadad at seventy seven hundred. Dana is a minus one ninety favorite. Notbadad plus one sixty five. Um, not a great DFS fight. I do think Dana wins. Better striker. I know what Notbadad is at this point is in his career. Thirty six. Like he's a finished product. He's thirty six years old. Journeyman. Meh. So uh, I'm going to take Dana. I'm worried about the scoring, but I think he wins a striking battle here. Chris, who you got?
4: Yeah. Um, no, no disrespect uh, to the man, but every time I see his name, I think Batgirl. Uh, but yeah, he, he, I'll take him to knock you out in round one. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, I he, and he would he would certainly get it done. Um, he would win by forfeit. Actually, is what would happen. But uh, yeah, I think that um, Bakary is is a is a nice uh, pressuring striker, um, and I don't think that much of Natividad. Natividad Dad is actually a wrestler. We didn't get we didn't get to see it um, against Miles Johns because he was the bigger, stronger wrestler, and um, Bakary was taken down three times by Hali Alatang in his debut. I tend to think that um, that Bakary is just going to be much stronger here, and he's going to have uh, strong enough hips to to thwart the takedowns. But if Natividad gets him on the ground, you know he's a good jujitsu player, so that could that could be a thing. I tend to think that. Um, he's going to be able to stuff those takedowns and eventually maybe get a knockout here. Uh, if he doesn't get a knockout uh, and can stuff the takedowns, it's going to be a pretty, you know, low owned. It's going to be a pretty low owned uh, fight, but, um, but yeah, that I think that's the way to look at it is you either go with, with Bakary thinking that he's going to get the knockout or Natividad uh, for the takedowns. I'm going to go with the former here, so my pick is uh, Bakari.
3: Joe?
1: Yeah, so there will be a time where I will give you a more definitive, confident pick. Unfortunately, this is not the time. Um, a lot of people I respect are on Bakari and because of my respect for these people, that is my lean here. Again, looking for dogs, looking for potential dogs who can score. I um, I would be, I I'm going to be higher owned on Navidad, but in terms of picking a winner and maybe even a bat, um, I would go with Bakery.
3: Agreed. Next fight up. Pat Sabatini, 8,800, take it on Tristan Connolly at 7,400 line on this fight. Pat Sabatini, the line has been growing all week. It's minus two forty now. Tristan Connolly plus two twenty. Sabatini wants to grapple. He's got odds values in the mid-eight mid-eights. I mean, it feels like the Chalky Slate Breaker. I'm on I'm on Sabatini. I don't think Connolly's very good. He's a journeyman they brought in to lose. He happened to win. We'll see if Sabatini can can get the win that um Pereira was was supposed to get. So yeah. Give me Sabatini to wrestle bleep this guy. Hey, look, I didn't swear. Hooray, mate. Hey, Joe, who yeah. you got?
1: So the long-awaited debut, uh, last fight was canceled. I believe there was a COVID issue. Uh, what's really interesting is Conley, and you guys can check this, I believe dropped from welterweight to featherweight for this fight. So he went from 170 to 145 um, and made weight. Um, I, I have not seen how he looked. But you have to believe that he's going to hydrate um, overnight, and he should have at least a size, if not strength, advantage. Um, you know, having fought at 170, uh, now dropping to 145, and he's one of those guys. Like he's a lunch pail fighter. He's a journeyman. He always gives you good effort. Um, you know, I do think I will have some shares of him as a dog, um, simply because it is a debuting fighter in Pat Sabatini. I mean, all indications are to Sean's point. Like, yes, you know, this guy should be able to wrestle F Conley. But, like, we know that Conley's got cardio. It it doesn't appear he's had a bad weight cut. Um, You know, can he do what he did in his last fight? And just, you know, maybe Sabatini has an adrenaline dump. Again, um, you know, UFC debut, maybe he has an adrenaline dump. Maybe he gets tired, you know, got to watch the fight. Might be a live betting opportunity. I will have shares of Sabatini, of course, 8.8K. But, you know, who do you cut? to get Sabatini into your lineup. Do you take one of the studs out of uh, the title fight? So, you know, it's going to be really interesting lineup construction this week. Um, so I will have shares of Sabatini. I will have some shares of Conley um, just because, um, you know, maybe, maybe he wins the cardio war.
3: I have an answer to that question, but we'll get to that later. Okay. Um, Chris, who you got?
4: So I'm going to try really hard to get Sabatini into my lineups because I, uh... I don't think Tristan Connolly is very good I think uh, with somebody with with a less similar skill set than him I, I think he can be um, maybe better but I think Sabatini is kind of a much better version of him like Sabatini uh, will wrestle and grapple he uh, throws hard he's he's more athletic he's stronger like I, I, I just don't he's a Henzo Gracie fighter I, I, I don't see where uh, Tristan Connolly is better anywhere. And I think that um, you know the the um, Michelle Pereira fight was a thing where it's like okay I I basically have and he's calmed down a minute a little bit but I basically have a meme fighter in front of me if I if I if I just sort of you know like like Joe said do do the lunch pail thing and sort of march forward maybe I maybe I can uh, just beat him by by being the the, the real fighter here this isn't going to be that uh, Pat Sabatini. Looks like the the real deal to me. Um, And uh, as I said, I think much better everywhere. So, yeah, I think Sabatini's going to finish him. And I'm really going to try to get him
3: in. Next fight up, we're going to talk about Brandon all in. Allen at 8,400, taking on Carl Baby K. Roberson at 7,800. Line on this fight, Allen's minus 155. Roberson plus 145. Let me click on something real quick. So a little bit of money's actually coming on Roberson, which the line had been going the other way all week, which is interesting. Um started a little bit closer. Look, I I have the controversial opinion on this one, I think. I, I'm taking uh, Carl, Carl Roberson. I don't trust Brendan Allen to, to wrestle. I just don't. If he comes in with the wrestle heavy game plan and can get takedowns on Roberson, sure. But I, I think he's going to have a hard time close the distance on Roberson. When Roberson loses, he does get submitted. So in GPPs, I'm playing both sides. I'm not taking some aggressive stand here. I just think I'm going to have more Roberson than most. We have a good inside the distance prop on this fight. I'm on the opposite side. i just, I think, I like Roberson on, on the feet here. I just – he's got to keep it upright. Brendan Allen has the path to victory. I'm going to take a shot on the underdog here. And somebody I, I think, think will be a very popular underdog at all. I'm going out on a limb, and I'm taking Baby K, Carl Roberson. Who am I up to for this fight? Chris, I think you're starting us off.
4: Yeah. Um I, I I think that's a bold prediction. I, I I don't I don't agree with it personally. I think Brandon nobody Allen,
3: does. I'm the only person I've seen picking Carl oberson Well, I mean,
4: I, I mean, I don't think I would mind a pick necessarily, but I, I do think that uh, Brandon Allen's going to wrestle. We saw him basically just march across the cage and, and wrestle Kevin Holland. The other fight. Well, hold on,
3: hold on. You could go wrestle Kevin
4: Holland. Well, but the but fact just... is, the fact is that he tried to. I mean, the other fights where. That didn't happen. Like the Sean Strickland fight, he did try to wrestle at some point. Uh, Strickland's a a BJJ black belt. Um, So, I mean, everybody looks at him and thinks, okay, that's a boxer. But he's actually really good on the ground. And so I think that's a thing. Also, the Kyle Darkus fight was just sort of a scrambly mess with another guy.
3: That was gross. That was a gross fight. It was gross.
4: With with another guy who's good at jujitsu. So um, I don't think any of that represents Carl Roberson. Uh, three losses in the UFC all by submission. The the one against uh the one against Marvin Vittori I think is particularly egregious where, you know, he was doing fine in the fight and then Marvin Vittori just decided, okay, it's time to end the fight yeah. and gotta but take
3: But it but it's but Marvin Vittori's fighting in two months for the middleweight title. Like Yeah, but I gotta see it.
4: I gotta see it. But it's it. but it's just but it's just a strategy that can work. And I, I think that um I think that uh, Allen is going to be – I mean, regardless of whether, like, you think he might want to go for takedowns earlier or later, he is going to just be really aggressive. And so I think at a certain point he's going to have to wrestle because if he doesn't, he's going to feel the power of Carl Roberson. So I think he's going to wrestle just fine. I think he wins by submission. And by the way, that prop is plus 200, at least in uh, William Hill where I saw it, which is way, way – I mean, if if you want to do something, that's probably the thing to do. Um, not, uh, you know, just saying, but, uh, but yeah, my pick is, my pick is Allen. Okay. So you want a compelling statistic,
1: uh, who has more takedowns since November, 2019 Roberson or Allen? And I will tell you, I will tell you the answer to that is Roberson because Allen has not had a takedown in a UFC fight since October, 2019. So you better hope he wrestles because if he doesn't wrestle, I that was a pretty brutal knockout. Also, I by I'd much rather have a fight. Like, look, no one wants a fighter coming off of a loss, but I'd rather have a fighter coming off of a submission loss than getting dropped. But and, at least,
3: at least he doesn't have to come back up the worst knockout on this card. We can right, talk about that, that later. Right, There's yeah. a bad so, one coming.
1: So, Sean, honestly, I, I I I don't want to deflate your bubble, but I don't know if your take is as hot as you might think it is. Damn. I have I have been hearing some love. For Roberson, and I am gonna have shares of him. Um, uh,
3: I want to know who's crazy like me. We're gonna talk no, there after are more, there. I, I, I out hear. there.
1: Um, okay, so I believe um, you. I will. No, I'll give a shout out. I'll give a shout out then, since you want to know. Um, one of the better, or I should say, one of the best fighters who actually can handicap fights, and you know, it sounds like it might be intuitive for a fighter to be able to handicap fights. But Not. I've, I've run into so many fighters who don't know, like who don't watch other people fight. But Pete the Heat, um, you know, one of our competitors, awesome out. Pete the Heat is a really good analyst and he is on Roberson. Um, so um, give give Pete the Heat a shout out. He's he's can he's also very me.
3: I'll follow you back. Yeah, he's
1: very accessible. Um, great guy, Pete the Heat. Um, so anyway, yeah, so I don't know whether I can pick him here because he definitely has flaws in his game, but I think he has a solid DraftKings play at 7.8 K. I think he's gonna be higher owned than you might think. Um, I'm going to say that Alan writes the ship here and and figures out no having watched some film, or at least hopefully his his team has watched film on what it takes, because there are very, very glaring holes in in Roberson's game. Um so I'm gonna take Alan here to win, but I will have shares of Roberson and DraftKings.
3: All right. Next I just followed him because now I wanna and he, and he's from right where I went uh, to college. I'll make a new yeah. friend in DFS today um all right next fight up oh good it's the fight i was just alluding to dwight grant 9200 taken on stefan psycho Sekul- i can't say this name it's i think Sekulich. coming off a layoff so at seven thousand. well you saw the layoff but all right hang on we'll, we'll get to the narrative in this fight in a second uh line on this fight let's Let's take care of the business here. Uh Grant is minus minus two hundred. Sukulich is plus 188, 185. Fight does not go to decision minus 165. Okay, here's the, the issue with this fight is Sukulich not very good. Hasn't won a fight in the UFC. Coming off a suspension. Crush cans on the regional scene. He can get submissions. Dwight Grant, low volume, knockout power, but knockout or bust in DFS. And oh yeah, Daniel Rodriguez knocked him down three times. In the last fight, and then knocked him the fuck out. So I hate, I hate when fighters come back from. At least he he did get a bunch of time off, but they're gonna stand and trade probably. This fight can go so many different ways. Dwight Grant can get a quick knockout, so Coolidge can get a quick knockout because the chin is shot. he can get a submission, or they could do a Dwight Grant striking. Imagine no one scores anything for three rounds. There's all kinds of of places to go in this fight for DFS though my pick is Dwight Grant because he's more technical. So that's where I'm gonna leave the fight analysis. In terms of DFS, we need dogs. Dwight Grant, if he's gonna be on the optimal, he's gotta outscore Wei Zhang, Sabatini, Crute, Shevchenko, Uzma. Like he's gotta outscore at least, you know, half of those people. So he's got sixty seconds to do it probably with his style. Yeah. I'll take some shots on Sikulic on because if he wins, he's on the optimal lineup. And if you don't have enough, you're, you're tearing up tickets. So Grant's the pick. Sikulic is a good GPP play. Don't touch this fight in cash games. If you're playing cash games, stay the fuck away.
1: Joe. Okay. So I think if you have the DraftKings app on your phone, what they did to poor Tristan Connolly is I think they used Cowboy Oliveira's photo. So they're all messed I, up. Yeah. So what I think we should perhaps think about doing here is use Rock Hassan's photo on Dwight Grant because oh is <laughs> Dwight Grant the Rock Hassan of this slate? And that's what we all have to think about. Now I'll be honest. I don't know a lot about, Oh God. Now you got me struggling with his name. So S- cool. Yeah, I, I don't know a lot about number. him. I'll be honest. I mean, I don't know a lot about him. Um, you know, Coming off of USADA layoff, you know, has he been getting the training in uh, that he should be? You know, all these are kind of unknowns. I mean, you know, especially coming from, he's coming from Europe, right? So he's coming from, let's see, family fight team. Like, what in the heck is family fight team? But, you know, he had a pretty decent record. Um, You know, he's only 29 years old. It's no shame to lose to um, Ramazan Ameev. Um, you know, he's had, again, he's, he's, he had a decent record prior to that. Um, let's see if there's anybody notable in this fighting out of Serbia. If there's anybody notable on this team, I don't think so probably because no, I don't see anybody that's even got a fight scheduled, but anyway, you know, that's the real, the real risk here is like, you don't know. You've got what a 36 year old fighter in, um, you know, in Dwight Grant, which, Again, you know, he's not a heavyweight. He's not a light heavyweight. That's pretty old for the weight class. Um, You know, coming off of uh, a brutal knockout, um, you know, which way do you go here? I mean, uh, you know, I I think if you want to take a flyer, um, a.k.a. absent Daniel Cormier, absent Habib, is not like a great, great camp. Um, you know, so maybe, maybe you take a liar at 7k. Um, oh shit, do I pick him? Um, I'm going to, um, go really out on a limb and say that Dwight Grant is going to be this week's, uh, Rakasan, and I'm going to pick the dog.
3: I watch Chris come in guns blazing saying, of course, the Coolidge is going to win you bunch of dummies.
1: No, I don't, Chris, think, he's, I don't think Chris is going to say
3: that. Your segue. Well, the, the, the first thing I would say is. The only reason
4: I don't like, like, I, the only reason I don't like the uh, Razak Al Hassan comparison is because I don't think anybody is coming into this saying uh, Dwight Grant is definitely the guy to pick here because he's going to knock out uh, Sekulich. uh At least I hope they're not saying that because we all remember Dwight Grant's fight with. Uh,
3: Oh, was he the one who fought Zach Otto? I almost fell asleep. Zach Otto, and he, lost, he
4: lost to Zach Otto. Dwight,
3: oh
4: my Grant. God, a fight where they that he could have won it literally anytime he wanted. Hurt him
3: at the at the end of the first round, and then they didn't fight. Me and my daughter could have played patty cake in the middle of the octagon yeah, and been is. undisturbed. And it wasn't just that. I mean, <laughs> even even the fights
4: where like when he knocked out Carlo Pedersoli, not much was happening in that fight. And then the end of the first round, uh, he knocks out Pedersoli. So it's really just. I mean, he did. He started a little faster in the um, in in the Daniel Rodriguez fight. And he could started look,
3: slower. He couldn't have that possibly started slower.
4: You you think he started slower in that one? You know, no,
3: he couldn't possibly have started any slower than. Oh, he had. right, anything yeah, yeah. anything's a tick up from nothing. No,
4: it, it's true, but I mean, he was at least like throwing light kicks, and, and and the other thing is um, we have we have the we should mention we have the bigger cage now, and yep. so that could definitely play a part in this i'm i'm gonna be on the side of of pretty much fading this um, it could burn me but i i would i would really dog her past this because i'm not i'm not into um knockout or bust especially when the guy just doesn't throw uh we we've we've seen um the folly of relying on that before uh with much better fighters than him much more accomplished fighters than him and it doesn't really work out so at least uh Sekulich, as Sean said, is going to go for some takedowns. I'll take that. Um, I'm probably not going to have much of any of Dwight Grant. I'll have some, of course, but probably not very much at all. And if it burns me, it does. But uh, so, dogger pass. But uh, I- I'm pretty much pass.
3: All right, next fight up. We're going to. Oh, I flipped my order. Damn it! Hold, please. Hit the wrong button. All right, here we go. Randy Brown, eighty-seven hundred, taking on Alex Cowboy Oliveira at seventy-five hundred. Line on this fight, Randy Brown is the. What is it now? Minus. Whoa, this line has closed a bunch. Really, minus one thirty-seven. Come back on Alex Oliveira, plus one twenty-seven, down about fifteen cents. Um, sure. Can anybody, before I, I cap this fight or, or pick this fight, we talk about it? Can anybody out there, chat, or you guys tell me which Alex Oliver is going to show up? Because then I'll know how to pick this fight real quick. But you can't. Nobody can. I'm going to just have to assume it's the guy who's two and four in his last six. And one of those wins is a split decision win over Max Griffin. Like he hasn't looked great at, at, at all. And Randy Brown. Is improving, young guy. Crazy athletic. I've seen Oliveira slow down in fights. Like I'll take the Brown athleticism, especially now that Alex Oliveira is going to be way over-owned. Now, could he grapple and win this fight? Sure, the path is there. I can't trust him. I, I just can't. I'll be underweight to Oliveira because he's going to be chalky. But like, I'll be in trouble if the guy. Who, there was a time in Oliveira's career when every time he fought, I would go through the guys he fought and their next fight because after you fought him, you changed like shit changed for you. Not the same guy anymore. That guy shows up. He could absolutely hurt. Um, Randy Brown and get a finish, but can't trust it. I'm going Randy Brown. I'm going to be underway to this fight and I'm going to be terrified the whole time. Uh, this one is a even number fight. So that Chris. means Chris. You're up. Uh, yeah, I think
4: I, um... As far as athleticism goes, I, I would say that um Oliveira when he's fresh with that caveat, is is plenty athletic to uh, hang with uh, Randy Brown. Um, Also like the way he moves in and out. I think that for at least a round, a big he's, caveat, really, yeah. he's really dangerous and, and tough to deal with. Um, I also think that, like he, it's funny because he always tries to grapple whether he should or not, and in this fight, it he should, so...
3: That's What's not true. You? He should have tried to grapple against Mike Perry. Um. Yeah. No, that's true. I, I mean, I, was, I, I I remember screaming at my TV, "Wrestle him! Are you stupid?" I remember this I, get, I, I guess it ebbs and flows, but I mean,
4: there was at least a while there where it was like, "You're winning on the feet. Why? Why are you doing this?" But uh, but fair enough. I I think um, I like Oliveira a little bit here, just because I I think um. That, that explosivity is going to be a little better. And uh, Randy Brown tends to get hit a lot. Uh, he tends to like, I mean, he's, he's got, he's got, it's funny, he's got reach, but he tends to sort of just sit in the pocket and uh, a little too long, get himself cracked. That's what he did against uh, Vicente Luque. And I think it happened here too. And uh, also the wrestling. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go Oliveira here. I'm not I'm not going to be under it. I think this is going to be an action fight and I think it's going to end um but so I'm going to be uh pretty heavily weighted to it but the pick is going to be uh Olivera. So um so I will say Chris that the use of the word
1: fresh is an insti- is an interesting descriptor for Cowboy Olivera because it's certainly a trait he carries into his personal life. Um you know, someone on Twitter said, you know, what is a, a likely reason why a fight might cancel between now and tomorrow? And it's uh, Cowboy Oliveira having to fly home for the birth of his 50th child. Um, you know, I do agree that um, I, what, I, what I would really respect is because we know that for whatever reason, the cardio doesn't seem to be there anymore for Cowboy Oliveira. What I would like to see him do is go balls out um, and try for the knockout. And and that, in my Eyes makes him a GPP play. Um, Randy Brown, I mean, he's always going to be known for the guy that got knocked out by hammer from the bottom by Nico Price. Um, but, you know, aside from that, you know, look, there's no shame in losing to Vicente Luque and, you know, finishing Brian Barber.
0: Pro teams have millions to spend and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash blue wire. That's harrys.com slash blue for a $3 trial set.
1: Brina Bam Bam, that is a pretty big achievement. Um, So I do see him evolving or having evolved as a fighter. I think if he can weather the early storm from Cowboy, he can certainly capitalize in the later rounds. So my pick is going to be Randy Brown. However, I will have shares at Cowboy Oliveira as a GPP play, because I do think that there is a path to victory and he can kind of go out there and go all in for however much cardio he has five minutes, seven and a half minutes and try to finish Randy Brown.
3: All right, guys, main card is coming up. If you're listening on iTunes, going to take a quick break before we break down the main card.
1: The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff and it affects everything
3: an awkward pause for us here on YouTube. Just like, hey, um, there was a break there. What, what are these guys doing? So why why yeah. are we
1: taking a break for iTunes? We have
3: we, ha- we have sponsors and commercials. They got to fill ah, in something. Got other. it. I hope it was Geico. I love those commercials.
1: By the way, you know, by the way, do you guys realize that the commercial we had for YouTube to launch the podcast was Awesome Mo? <laughs> That's it, was right. awesome. <laughs> it was Awesome Mo, the commercial that we had to, at yeah. the beginning of our pod here on YouTube. Was lost awesome out, which is quite interesting. I mean, He's everywhere now, I, I mean, know.
3: boo yeah. boo to you, Alex Baker. Boo to you,
1: yeah. Look, I, I look, I admire the guy. Anybody who could do this and make a living at it gets props from me.
3: Oh, yeah, uh, just busting shops. Anyway, I know. Main card time Jimmy the Brute Cruit, 8,900, taking on Anthony Smith at 7,300. Line on this fight, Jimmy Cruits, minus 190, Anthony Smith plus 175. I love Jimmy Crute. Anybody who brings the fight to Anthony Smith and moves forward usually wins. Kroot's aggressive; he can grapple. Am I going to be nervous? Sure. Could could he get uh, the vet lesson? Maybe. Do I think most likelihood he smashes Anthony Smith? Yes, I do. Jimmy Kroot's my pick. Joe, who you got?
1: So ESPN has a has a program out called the Daily Line where they have like you know handicappers pick, and they covered they did some coverage of UFC two sixty one. And the handicapper, and I can't remember what his name was, picked uh, Smith. Said so Smith is kind of in the right place right now. Um, I am not picking Smith. Uh, I am going to pick um, Crute here. But I do think Smith is an intriguing option. Um, he has snatched uh, victory from the jaws of defeat on num- numerous occasions. He's fought some really solid competition. Um, I'll never forget the the comment to his corner. I think I actually have my teeth in my mouth, um, which I thought was very interesting. Um, So I do think that you should probably have some GPP shares of Smith, but I'm going to be heavier weighted towards Crute. I think Crute, I'm not going to say sneaky, but like if it wasn't for the fact that there were three title fights, you know, Crute might be the highest owned guy on the slate. um, If it wasn't for the fact that there were three five round title fights. So I think Crute's going to be pretty popular, um, but I would certainly have some shares of Smith in case we, you know, in case we get another miraculous, you know, taking victory from the jaws of defeat type of performances. So, um,
4: give me crude here, but let's take a few shares of Smith. Chris, who you got? Yeah. Um, this kind of feels like a trap because, because I'm, I think Jimmy crude should just win this going away. Um, we, we can see that he, he can strike. He can wrestle if he wants to. He took down, uh, Mikel Olinjasek eight times in that first round, I think, before submitting him. So he he's a kind of fighter who's just going to assess the game plan and, and do what he thinks is best against Anthony Smith. I have to believe that that's getting a takedown against a, a long and rangy fighter uh, and against the guy who can be taken down, as Smith can. Um, Devin Clark's problem was that he was bad at jujitsu. jitsu uh, A crew does not have that problem. Uh, submitting Paul Craig, I believe he's the only guy to do that. So I, I think that everything is lined up for for Jimmy Crute to steamroll here, which is why I won't be surprised if he gets knocked out because that's sort of the way that uh, these things these things tend to go. But I think Crute is is really in a great spot here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be on him pretty heavy.
3: Right, next fight up, I'm gonna talk about. Uriah Hall at 8,300, taking on Chris Weidman at 7,900. The line has flipped. Weidman is the favorite, minus 130. Uriah Hall, plus 120. Fight doesn't go to decision, minus 130. This fight sucks for me because it's a guy who's... He's my Twitter banner image in Uriah Hall after the knockout of Adam Sella, which is still one of my craziest knockouts I've ever seen. Um, It doesn't get enough credit because it was on tough. And Chris Weidman, who from Baldwin, New York, I I live close to there before pandemic, go there all the time. So where do you go with this fight? I well, know they had it once before, but they're different guys. And it's kind of – Hall has more of a chance now than he did then because I've seen Weidman crack. I know Dominic Grays is a 205er, but he heard him. I saw uh, Weidman gas out against Akhmadov. There's multiple paths here for Uriah Hall, but it's the grappling of Weidman against the striking of Hall. Pure striker versus grappler. I always lean towards the grappler. I'm picking Chris Weidman, but Uriah Hall. If he were to get a 60 second knockout bonus, is it you really going to be surprised? I I watched Chris Weidman winning a fight in MSG, clearly up 2-0, and being a dummy and standing and trading with Jacare Souza. And I'm going. I I had a bet on Chris Weidman. What are you doing? Just be safe. And he gets knocked out. (sighs) And anything can happen. He can get knocked out again. Absolutely. I'm gonna hope he leans in the grappling. He doesn't gas out again, which is a lot of big ifs, but close fight. I'm taking Weidman. Uh, I keep forgetting. I think it's Joe. No, it's, so, Chris.
4: it's so Chris. It's Chris? It's no. Chris. All right. Um, yeah, the thing that, that's interesting to me here, well, there's a couple of things. The first is that uh, Uriah Hall's hands are, are very, very heavy, which we don't talk about enough uh, when we talk about him. Uh, literal uh, couple of one-punch knockouts back-to-back against uh, Bevon Lewis and uh, – uh, somebody I'm forgetting. Oh, Christoph Jocko. And I said, Those both were...
3: fights he was losing, by the way.
4: Sure, sure. Which but, is just like, just saying, I saying, mean, just saying he has Anthony Smith
3: like. Yeah, no, it's
4: true. And um, a lot of that was his inaction. Uh, I think he sort of, he always says he flips a switch, but then he did the, sort of the same thing in the Uriah Hall fight and then sort of just woke up in the third. In the uh, Anderson Silva fight, and then just woke up in the third round. But um, but the thing is, not only does he have a lot of power, he's way faster. Like, he's just going to be way, way faster if it stays on the feet. And the thing is, uh, Chris Weidman is, to put it uh, delicately, not a efficient takedown artist. He always misses on, if he shoots 12 or 13, which he generally does these days, he's probably only going to hit on 5 or 6. And we saw Uriah Hall get out from under uh, Carlos uh, Carlos Jr. multiple times, uh, stand up and win that fight when he was tired. And Chris Weidman gets very tired. He was very tired in uh, his last fight before just sort of being able to to lay and pray the third round away. Which I don't think is going to be the case here. I think Uriah Hall has improved his takedown defense at least to the point where. It's serviceable now and I think that um I think that his jujitsu defense is good enough. I think this doesn't need to be standing for very long for Uriah Hall to get this done. We saw how quickly Dominic Reyes was able to get it done. Sure that's a way class up, but as I say, Uriah Hall has plenty of power. I think he's gonna use it and I think he's gonna get the knockout. So my pick is Uriah Hall. Joe Okay, so
1: there's some narrative around this fight, uh, Sean. I am sorry to say that Chris Weidman has left your beloved know, Long Island, uh, home of high hair, gray shoes, and an accent that will make your ears bleed. He He did, moved it, be- to, he,
3: he, he did it better than Aljo did. Though. Yes, he moved to
1: South Carolina uh, to <laughs> oh. to train with Wonder Boy, and there's uh, some relationship there. I believe Wonder Boy is married to Chris's sister although I did hear that Ray Longo went down there, spent three weeks, uh, will be in his corner. It makes me nervous as hell because Weidman at 7.8K is the clear line value, is going to be supremely highly owned um, and is going to kill a lot of lineups if if Hall drops him and finishes him, which is not unlikely. Um, So you you would think that with that narrative that I'm going to be picking Hall. I'm not. (laughs) I can't trust Hall either. Either God, I got to figure out the right tense and how I use that. Um, so I am going to stick with Weidman here. Joe, I, no I,
3: likey. Man. I know
1: likey. <laughs> I do think he can wrestle FM. Um, I, I hope his cardio is up. There's a whole lot less to do in South Carolina than there is in Long Island. I happen to know the Italian food isn't that great, so he's probably had a, a pretty good training camp, a good weight cut. Um, I'm just hoping we see a glimpse of the former Chris. Weidman simply because he is the line value. He's going to be very popular in cash. A lot of people are going to be playing him. I'm at 7.8K. He makes lineup constructions easier. So I am going to pick Chris Weidman. But I do think because of, you know, the line value on Weidman, I do think having some lineups at Uriah Hall could be very interesting um, as a leverage play because of that high ownership on Weidman. So, um, I mean, this is a card to really spread, right? So, like, I, again, I, I don't want to get in your pocket. I don't know what your bankroll is like. But um, I would certainly spread on this card because, um, you know, there are some real leverage spots due to ownership. Um, and I think this is potentially one of them, playing Uriah Hall. But I am going to pick Weidman for the win. All
3: right. Next fight up. I'm going to talk about well, it's title fight time. First one up. Valentina Shipchenko, 9,500, taking on. Jessica Andraj at 6,700. A line on this fight. Shevchenko 450. Andraj plus 400. Andraj is the biggest underdog on the card now. She's bigger than Masvidal. And Isn't that crazy? So She's the biggest underdog on the card. And guess what? She of the title fights. I think, has the best chance to win. I know Joe's going to shake his head, and everyone and their mothers picking Rose, uh, Rose. We'll talk about Rose in a second. We'll save it. I'm not on Rose this week. We, we can save that, and I'm not going to not play Rose, because she is going to be super popular. We'll talk. We'll save that fight, though. I don't want to spoil it. Uh, this fight, I think Andraj is more light than people think. Um, look, Valentina, they, all these champs look unbeatable until someone beats them, and even if doesn't beat them, I think Andrade can hang around here. I think I think she has volume. I like the pressure style. I think she can clinch um, and just volume clinch and use her strength against Valentina. Now, Valentina, when I keep watching the striking in my head, Valentina's got better technique. I just see Andrade moving forward, volume making this close. Unless Valentina hits her hard enough where Andrade drops or starts acting real hurt. Sure. It's just I think I'm – I'm more confident in the other two champs for reasons we can talk about later. Like them more. Shevchenko. Also, I could be DFS talking myself here because at 9,500, she's got to outscore everybody. Could she do it? Sure. But she's going to be super popular. And the line of I have to play Usman and Shevchenko. Yeah. They make my butt hurt. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> want to do that like at all. So I have to make a choice. I'm going to pick Usman. We'll talk about that later. And then that leaves, the, look, I got to play Anzharaj. And there's, the way these cards are, there's, and it could happen, it could happen with, with Rose too. Either one of these underdogs could end on, up, on the optimal lineup in a loss. And we could have stacks of one of the, the women's t- title fights on the optimal lineup. So, it, I mean, if you want to spread and you want to throw some of those in there, it could happen. It absolutely. Like if no underdogs win and Anzharaj puts up 50 55 points on a loss that could be good enough. So Shevchenko's my pick. I can't not pick her straight up. But I think Andraj has the possibility to make this close and score decently for DFS. Uh this was an this is joke.
1: Okay, so as most of you guys know by now, I'm not a straight numbers guy. But um I understand where Sean's coming from. So what I I mean everybody is going to say, well, Andraj lands 6.4 strikes per minute. I don't think she's going to be able to land that against Val. First of all, I don't think Val will take that punishment from her before taking her down and using her wrestling. The other thing is Andrade does not use great technique in her wrestling to get fights to the ground. It's pure power. Like, I, I for some reason, just do not see her picking up Val and Val, like, hanging onto an armbar and getting slammed by her on her head. You know, so I just don't see that, right? I don't see the high volume being landed on Val. So I get it. Like, I get it. If you look purely at the numbers, you're going to say, hmm, 15 minutes times, let's just say times six to make to make the math easy, right? That's that's 90 significant strikes, right? Um, I'm sorry, 25 minutes. Shit. That's 150 significant strikes. I don't think right? you're going to land that. Dude. No, I'm saying that. I'm, not, I'm just extrapolating. And I'm telling you, this is why I'm not a numbers guy, right? So that's 75 points, right? But I, did, do we really see her having that kind of success against Val? I don't, right? I certainly could see Val, like, locking something up, getting her in a sub, you know, control time. You're stifling Andraja's power until she gets tired. Now, again, at 125, remember, this is a girl who's fought at 115 and 135. So she's fought in all three weight classes, right? 125, you know, she made very short work at Chikagian. And I'm telling you, the narrative around Val is going to be, well, look, she lost a round to Jennifer Maya. So if she lost a round to Jennifer Maya, I mean, what is Andrade going to be able to do? Well, look, Jennifer Myers Ma- is a better wrestler than uh, than Andrade. Again, Andrade just got a pure power game, right? She will look. She doesn't go for like um, technical takedowns. She just uses power, and and I get it, and it works, especially at 115, and it certainly worked against Trukeyan. Um, you know, who I'm not super high on anyway. Um, so I, I like Val here a fair amount. I think Val is the best play on the slate for cash. Um, just because again, I see Masvidal as having a puncher's chance, but we'll talk about that when we get to it. Um, I would be very surprised, honestly, as someone who won at least one of the two fights against, uh, against, uh, the, the female goat, if not both. Um, I could have easily scored both fights for Val um, against Nunez. Um, and I would love to see a trilogy because I think Val wins. Um, I'm really high Val here. Again, I think she is probably the best play on the slate for cash. And I would be very surprised if Andraj won.
3: Yes, by the way, I'm I'm playing Shevchenko in cash games. There is there's a lineup. I'm not going to – I did it on different podcasts. There is a cash game lineup that I think every sharp player is going to have. Like it comes together super aggressively quick like I know. uncomfortably quick and i went ah shit does it does it, have,
1: involve, does it involve a stack
3: one stack yeah it's it's i would be i would be surprised if you want to if if you really want to talk about it follow me on twitter at sniper underscore dfs dm me we'll talk about it i want give it out here but um yeah, we yeah, don't want to give
1: out lineups <laughs> yeah
3: it's 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 aggressive and the thing is on most cards i would shy away from that but it's a it's a pay-per-view card there's going to be some dumb, dumb public lineups out there. So thanks for the free rake, and we'll see what happens. I haven't decided exactly what I'm going to do, but I am playing cash because I think there's an edge on these pay-per-view cards because just more casuals. So anyway, Chris, Shevchenko, Andrade.
4: Yeah, well, I think, uh, Joe, uh, saying that Maya is a better wrestler is going to have to be your hot take for this week. Abby. Maya oh. doesn't wrestle. Well, how could you be the better wrestler? Well, but she's it's- more technical. Oh, I mean, maybe, but the uh, uh, fair it's enough. It's not
3: Andrade's fault she could bench press a truck. <laughs> yeah,
4: no, that, that's that—that's for sure. But um, I will also go back to the Jennifer Maya fight, but not uh, just because uh, she won wa- She a round. We're going to get a little bit deeper into it than that. Over seven minutes of control time with only one takedown. To me, that says that uh, she out Valentina quite a bit. And if she can do it, I think that Andrade can do it. And I also think that um, unlike Rose Nama Yunus, unlike, uh, unlike Ioannis and Jacek, uh, Valentina Schifengel doesn't bounce around quite as much. She's on her toes, but she also has the tie stance. So she stands pretty flat-footed in the pocket. I think those clinch situations are going to be more readily available to uh, on drives than maybe they would have been in a couple of her more recent fights. Obviously she's going to have to walk through fire. I don't put a lot of stock into somebody who might just say, well, uh, look, she tried to do that against Wiley and she got knocked out. I mean, that happened one time. Is it, uh, is it a concern? Yes, but it's not something I'm going to be overly, uh, uh, you know, obsessed about. It's not really going to hamper the way I construct my lineups. And the thing is, uh, Joe, you mentioned, um, if, if Valentina takes takes uh, her down I, I mean I guess she could try but I, I don't think a lot of people have been able to do that i I don't really remember the last time somebody's even even tried to so maybe she could I, I don't think she's gonna go that route and if she doesn't I mean the fact of the matter is with with the new scoring system just striking isn't really getting it done for I mean I mean Wiley Zhang landed 165 significant strikes in her last fight and had a couple of other things too i mean not not much she had one takedown in control time but with everything with all in and even good even uh including the takedown she only scored 104. so if all valentina does is strike it's going to be hard for her to to really put up numbers unless she knocks out uh andrage which again i don't think is super likely so i think a lot of things are going in andrage's favor here Obviously, she's going to have to be careful. I think it's a binary fight, but I think there's reasons why Andrade can get this done here. And uh, I'm going to take her. And at 6,700, you don't have to twist my arm too hard. So, Andrade. Wow. wow. Uh, you, um, just
3: ru- you just ruined my whole I'm going to play Andrade. You just ruined all of it, Chris. You ruined um, it. You ruined Well, it.
1: guys, before we move on to the next fight, um, there is a PFL card tonight. And uh, yeah. for those of you that don't follow me on Twitter and Honestly, I don't care whether you do or don't. Um, I, I did can't follow me. I, I did post up a long shot parlay um on on Twitter. Um it is uh uh Kablev inside to win inside the distance or to win by finish. Um and and here's the long shot, which makes this parlay really juicy. Clay Collier to win by KO um mm-hmm. is plus eight hundred against Anthony Showtime Pettis. Um, so that parlay pays 15,
3: really? uh,
1: 15 spot six, five guys. Uh, it is a long shot parlay. So I will tell you right now that I bet $127 and 80 cents to win 2000. So it, it is
3: one $120 to $127 and 80
1: cents um, to win 2000. Um, look, it is a long shot parlay. That's why it's 15.65 to one. Um, do not bet it unless you have some extra cash lying around. Maybe you haven't used your entire stimulus check. Uh, maybe you won um, some money on the uh, you know MLB slate, whatever. Um, but that is a heart. parlay I put up on Twitter.
3: Co-main event time. <laughs> Zhang Weili 9,000 taking on Rose Yunus, at 7,200. Weili is minus 190. Rose is plus 175. Look, I've doubted Whaley for I think too long. I've come around. Look, not just the uh, JJ fight. She she's got takedowns. She hits. She hits for power. I know Rose has made fights close. You can do MMA math. The close fights with JJ. The close fights Whaley had with JJ. What I'm, I think Lee is more well-rounded. Could Rose win? Sure, if she could stay away. What I'm really worried about though is I kind of think the first time, not the first time, but Whaley lands way harder than JJ. And when Whaley starts hitting Rose, I've seen Rose mentally crumble in different spots. Like, eh, tell me she's going to get cracked that hard and stay in a whole fight for five rounds. Good luck, man. Good. And, and she can, and Whaley can grapple. She's physically stronger than Rose. I think Rose is going to be quicker. And maybe she lands like a quick left hand over the, you know, um, around just like when, um, when, when, when she knocked out JJ and puts Whaley down, she's a possible Sure. but I think I'm more confident in Whaley than most people I've seen a lot of people picking Rose on Rose, etc. Um, yeah, I'm going, I'm going to Whaley here um, and pretty confidently and I'm going to be underway to Rose, not cause she's not live cause of how freaking popular she is. Yeah. So, uh, give me, give me Whaley in this spot, Chris, you get to go first. Joe's got to sit on his hands here.
4: Yeah. I'm, I'm taking Whaley also. And I think, um, I, th- I think it's the physicality for me. Uh, Whaley came in to the the UFC and in her early fights as somebody who would just muscle her opponents around, and uh, and get subs. Um, she hasn't been able to do that in recent fights. One because it ended too quickly, and one because Joanna has ridiculous takedown defense. Rose does not. I think that the grappling is really gonna pay dividends here, and I do think that she hits harder. So it's going to be interesting. We know that what Wiley could take a shot. Uh, we saw it for five rounds. We don't know how Rose is going to react when, when she gets hit and she's going to get hit a lot. And I think Wiley can, can walk through that storm and maybe break Rose over three or four rounds if it gets that far. So I think that uh, Rose is, is, is uh, going to be live, but I also think it's a little bit of what I talked about in the last fight where, you know, rose is gonna strike that's what she's gonna do she's not going for takedowns in this spot if she did if she did i not i don't think she'd get them. but I, I don't think she's going for them here and i think that even if she wins that that could uh, sort of lead to a kind of a, a, a kind of a lower score um i mean that, that would work i guess in this spot but it's not something i want to bank on so i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with uh wiley here i think she's got the physicality she's got the power she's gonna get it done Joe, so
1: probably one of the best lines of the week was a deadpan Cody Saffick talking about Rose Namajunas and how she has so much in common with, uh, with with Zhang. In that, uh, you know, Rose Namajunas made a very public comment saying that you know Zhang was groomed by the Communist Party, and a deadpan Cody Saffick said, "Well, you know, Rose Namajunas was groomed by Pat Barry." Which uh, mm-hmm. I thought was a I thought was a great comment for those of you that don't know what groomed means. Yeah, that's not
3: Ooh. even that's Google it. Not even, that's not funny. I hadn't thought it. of that. That's, that's hilarious.
1: It's actually hilarious. No, no. especially well, oh,
3: given no, it's funny, but I mean it's yeah,
1: it's <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> true, broke, and yeah. like you're like especially uh, given the 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 overalls oh. that Rose wore to wear and to weigh in. Now oh, I think I think so Sean and Chris may be of the mistaken idea that I am like going to pick Rose here. I'm not the. What I'm saying is that Rose has in my belief, in my opinion, the best chance of all the dogs to win. um, I'm still
3: still uncomfortable from the comments.
1: I know. Well, well, that's where I am here. So I am going to pick Wiley to win. I I really do think Wiley will win. I just think that Rose is likely going to survive. Of the three fights, this is probably the one that's most likely to go to decision. I could certainly see Rose scoring some points at 7K in a loss. And, you know, look, would I be shocked if she won? No, I'd be a lot less surprised if Rose won than either of the other two underdogs. So I'm still picking Wiley. I'm still, you know, I still like Rose as perhaps the most likely of the three underdogs to, you know, to take the title or to go home with the title. But I am picking Wiley to win.
3: All right, next fight up, main event, Kamaru Usman, 9,400, Jorge Masvidal, 6,800. Line on this fight, Usman's minus 430, Masvidal is plus 380. All right, I'm going to go off a little bit in this fight. Has anybody done a better job rebranding themselves late in their career than Jorge Masvidal? Guys, he is a mediocre journeyman fighter, period. Skill set, period. End of story, period. Don't want to hear arguments, period. Ken, are you like him? Sure, absolutely. You love his personality. He's he's top 15, top 10 guy. Sure. Sure. But past that, great marketing job. Uh, you know The crazy went over Askren. Okay, fluky. Thank God for him Askren didn't get a hold of him, or he would have did to to Masvidal what Damian Maya did to him. Probably better because Askren's a better control grappler. Then you got, you know, the win over Darren Till was probably the best win. I don't rate Darren Till that high, but that's probably the best win of the bunch. He got in the fight with uh, Leon Edwards in the back, sure. And he beat up Nate D as a guy, also old journeyman, a weight class below him. But there was tons of hype around that fight. No, I'm not tripping. You're you're caught up in the hype of him. Is he is he a great personality? Yes. Is he a Walterweight contender? Fuck no. Fuck no. Why is why are we not watching Colby Covington too? Because Jorge Masvidal will sell more tickets. That's what it is. That's that's just honesty. We should be seeing Let's go through the UFC and I'm taking some time here. So UFC Walter weight rankings. Let's let's look these bad boys up. We got Jorge Masvidal in this fight. Yippie Skippy. Colby, Colby Covington, better shot to beat Usman. Gilbert Burns which we just saw I still think a better shot, even that. Yeah, was probably. Step. Yeah. Edwards, better shot. Stephen Thompson, give me that fight. Vicente Luque, give me that fight before Jorge. Michael Chiesa, give me that fight before Jorge. Then it gets start getting dicey. G- didn't I'll...
1: Edwards already beat Usman? Did he? It,
3: isn't that
1: Usman's one loss to
3: Edwards? Oh, the, is is that the, is that the one? It is. I, I think so, but think double check. So, yeah, double yeah. Jack. yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think you're right.
1: I think he's yeah. already lost to Edwards. It's just not a. Se- You're right. It's not a sexy
3: fight. So, no. So this is the sexiest fight. Period. All those guys. Like, I want to. I'm. I'm Loki. Interested in in Stephen Thompson. Usman. I know Usman doesn't put on fun fights, and he's not a great person. No, that'll but, be a
1: boring fight, dude.
3: Oh. Yeah, and, and Aldo said, um, yeah, but stylistically interesting. Like interesting, but but possibly boring. I do think um, that it should yeah, be Colby. Be. 100%. Sign me up for that fight. And, and Dana's already said it. Like, I can't wait. Like. Nothing, nothing stupid happened here. I want to see this rematch. I'm hoping Usman fucking sparks out Jorge and we get um, Adesanya, Vittori, and Usman, um, Colby on the same card. Same card. Yeah. That would be bananas. Take my money. Charge me 100 bucks for that card. I'd pay it. Like, I'd absolutely pay it. Um, look. And and I don't want to sound like I'm hating too much on Jorge Masvidal. He's done a great job making money. They are prize fighters. Done a great job. But when you're breaking down fights, Usman should smash him all day here. Outside of some kind of you know KO, you know flash KO mistake from Usman. You know maybe some you know fluky knee. Like outside of that, Usman should win this fight. So often we saw it once before. Like yeah, okay, it was on four days' notice. It doesn't change here, guys. It just doesn't. Props to Jorge Masvidal. I think he's gonna be overowned because of his name and the public in a pay-per-view fight. I want no part of of Masvidal. If Masvidal wins here, I lost I lost my money on, on DraftKings. Although maybe not all of it. Because I don't think he'll be that owned in cash games, at least, thankfully. Um Yeah, look, it, it's it's Usman. And you give you a choice between Usman and Chevchenko, Usman. Like Usman would be the highest owned fighter on this card, probably. And I still want to try and find a way to be overweight, I think. So that that's my rant. Um, although I am watching PFL, it is it, on above me. So, um, all right, I'm I'm done with my Jorge Masvidal isn't that good bandwagon. And UFC Walterwood division is stacked. Let's get Jorge out of the way and let's have some fun fights.
1: Okay, so you're picking Usman. No,
3: I'm, I'm picking Usman. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah right. You're, I, I apologize, Jeff. Yeah, so, so
1: what I found most amusing about about Masvidal was at the presser he was wearing a shirt that was obviously made from my deceased grandmother's drapes, um, which uh, I thought was quite interesting. Um, oh, look, I do think that on a full camp, he's got a puncher's chance. If, and again, I, I know this is, I know you guys probably going to hate this narrative, but if Burns can hurt Usman, Masvidal can finish him with the same type of punch. Because I do think that, that Masvidal hits straighter and hits harder. So, And I do think that because he's coming off a full camp, that he might be successful in stuffing early takedowns. Now, with that said, um, I think, you know, the success in stuffing takedowns is going to be fleeting. So if he can't finish Usman quick, then Usman is is clearly going to sail. And that is why I will have shares of of, of Masvidal. Of course, I'm going to pick Usman to win here. Um, I think he is a... Um, better GPP play potentially than a cash play simply because I think Val has got a higher win probability. I know Val's got a higher win probability. So I like Val more in cash, but I mean, obviously if you are going to play Val and Usman in cash, I would not say that that is a poor way to go. You're just going to have to make some decisions at the lower end of your lineup. Um, you know, so I like Usman here. I do think Masvidal has a puncher's chance and how, how, interesting would it be if he does kind of pull it off here um but That'd i will have some on, for
3: this division i know terrible. i
1: know i look i have been a, such a big leon edwards fan i want to see him get his shot no one wants to fight him um you know he's already beaten uzman um so anyway let's um you know yeah let's have uzman win and let's let's get leon edwards that rematch um but in any case i, I got Usman
4: here chris yeah i think that uh i think that Jorge Masvidal is basically uh, Nate Diaz, where where they do the Jedi mind trick and get these fights where they they don't really deserve him. Like you had Usman calling out a guy he beat. Who does that? Uh, Like how do they get these fights? I I mean, unless they really think that the gate's going to be that much bigger, which I mean, I I don't I don't know if Masvidal has proven he's he's a huge draw yet. But um, in any case,
3: by the way, sorry, Usman beat Edwards.
4: Oh, he did. Oh, he did. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. This one's
3: yeah. only lost the second pro fight to who? Jose Caceres.
4: Ah, uh, okay, okay, sure. That guy, but
3: who uh, never, never yeah. made it? you never made it to the UFC?
4: Right. Um. But yeah, I mean, the picks who's been here, it has to be. Uh, the narrative, of course, is the is the gas tank. I don't think the gas tank is. I mean, it, it might keep him fresher, but I don't think it's going to help the fundamental problem, which is backing himself up against the cage. And that's where Usman does all his best work. He can, he can talk all he wants about. It. It's not manly that you stomp my foot or whatever. Fact of the matter is I mean, that, yeah, it hurts. And that's what drains the gas tank is that, that clinch and that strength in the clinch. And that's what leads to the takedowns. He's going to get a lot of them. I, I would quibble Joe with the idea that, um, uh, Masvidal is a harder puncher than Gilbert Burns. I don't think that's true. I think Gilbert Burns is is probably one of the harder punchers in the division. Um, but uh, nevertheless, I, I I I'm gonna have almost no no uh, Masvidal here. I'm more with Sean. If he if he sparks one out, then it's gonna be bad for me. I don't think that's gonna happen. Uh, Usman took a flush shot from a flush overhand from Gilbert Burns and basically stayed on his feet and was able to stay in the fight and keep his wits about him. So the guy is tough. um, Never been, never been knocked out for a reason. I don't, I don't, I don't even remember the last time he was been hurt uh, before that. And look, his striking is ever improving. We saw that beautiful crisp jab in the Gilbert Burns fight. Is it better than Mosvidal's? No, but I think he should be able to hang with him a little bit there if he has to. And uh, in order to get those takedowns. So I think, I think Usman's going to roll. I think Usman uh, is the clear choice for this DraftKings, uh, um, you know, the, the new scoring system. He's put up at least 130 in like four of his last six. Um, if he wins, it's a windfall, and he is got everything going for him to win. So the pick is Usman. All
3: right, guys, it's time for some hot takes. You got it in chat fire them away. I'm going to do the read now, so we have to do it at the end. Make sure you go to rotowire.com free for a 10-day free trial to all their premium content. No credit card required. Like, comment, subscribe everywhere. Thank you to Rotowire, and thank all of you for watching Fight IQ, a show that should be on SiriusXM if I do say so <laughs> myself. I'm going to start closing with that every week. You're anyway,
4: good.
3: hot takes. Guys, who's got one fired up?
1: I'm good. I'm, I got one. Okay, so uh, there are six fighters in in the three title fights. My hot take is that only one of those six will be in the optimal.
3: Ooh, that is mm. very, that, that's very my hot spicy. Take. I like it. Uh, Chris, you got one fired, fired, fired away? Ready to go? Uh,
4: how about uh, Nia Long Subs Carnalosi? Is that hot?
3: Sure. Sure, hot I'll enough. She's on take it. And I love it. I, and I, I'll take
4: it, too. I would that'd, make
1: that'd, me, that'd, that'd be big for me.
3: Yeah, make me a bunch of money. Based um, on my early builds, yeah. Let's see. Hot take, hot take. Um, let me count them up. Uh, I think we're in for a very, very, very high-scoring night on DraftKings. Uh, we have, what, we have 12 fights? It's 13 fights. Um, By
1: the way, if you, uh, while Sean's thinking about this, if you tail my PFL parlay and it hits, I want you guys to follow uh, Chris and Sean on Twitter.
4: Nice,
3: oh, that's very nice. Of you. Fin- We're gonna see 11 finishes mm. on this card. Wow, and the, wow. The, D- the DK GPP winner is gonna be over 700 points.
1: Wow, okay. okay,
3: all right. Uh, in chat, howdy from the tractor. masvidal wins by KO, get the hell out of here. But it's a hot take, John Tiller, Andraj, Whaley, Usman, inside the distance. Eh, oh, Andraj, yeah, that's a hot take. Um Card ends 3 a.m. Eastern time. That's my favorite huh? Yeah, thanks, Elliot. God, I hope not, but yeah. yeah. All right, guys, that's what we got. I gotta get the hell out okay. of here. Card
1: card ends at 3 a.m. Eastern time. Yeah, <laughs> Elliot, Elliot, by your profile picture, you're already a winner, my friend. So uh, <laughs> you've got nothing. You got you've got nothing but money coming your way. Um, okay, very cool. All
3: right, guys, thank you, appreciate it, guys. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Good luck in your contest. See you next time. Peace,
4: Peace everybody.